2: They made me a monster. And if you Welcome back want to 32
1: fans, I'm Alex Chester with me always, Wheels so so Wheels, how's it <sighs> rolling?
2: It's going good, it's going well, I don't know, it was weird, I, it was uh, my birthday yesterday
1: And oh, I got, happy and birthday I got,
2: I got some, oh you didn't know that, you friggin' jerk <laughs> Where's my, where's my, uh, where, where's at Well, <laughs> Listen, I Facebooked
1: her, I tweeted her, I don't know what else I can do
2: you message her on Facebook. Oh, she's going to call the police on you.
1: I friended her on Facebook. I messaged her on Facebook. Yeah, I tried. Did everything. she accept your friend request or no? No. If she did, then we would have had a transaction.
2: No, because I see some like gamer whose name is Kevin, and for some reason thinks that he should get the 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 tag Keeve. You know, maybe people call him that, even though his name. I think that he's oh, so probably so spelling people Kev wrong. For what you're saying, why? So because I. Well, I told him we're going to have a bidding war. He thought it was funny because she ignores both of us. She's only on Twitter to, at Kiev to complain to, like, Comcast that her cable's out, you know, just, like, to yeah. complain to companies, which is weird. That would be, like, the exact type of person who would, ha- like, you know, was always, like, looking Should for sales care. online. No, in fact, no, yeah. like, a- we're offering a- yeah, you your right. actual money, and, and your account has no value. Like, if she wants – by the way, and if she said, like, okay, $10,000, I, w- I would say no, but, but at least it's an you negotiation. Know, at least, like – Right, I mean, if but I feel like if I tweeted her, I'll give you five grand, she would still ignore it, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, more than I was going to spend. Yeah, what, what were you willing there, to spend? What was the max well, you but, were willing to spend? But you're fast and loose with the cash. You're the one who offered at the end of last week's podcast uh, the winner of our trivia contest, 100 bucks each, and then you upped it to 1,000 bucks. No, uh, 100 with- bucks each, 100 bucks each. <laughs> Yeah. So let's actually – let's talk about that right now. So we actually okay. offline – we figured out the rules of this. So, so correct me yeah, if I'm wrong. It was I'm a wrong, bad
2: I- idea. It was a bad idea to uh, sort of figure out the rules on the podcast because we confused everybody. People said yeah, it was so very I'm- unclear.
1: Yeah, so we've had a few people contact us and express interest, but let's explain exactly how we think it's going to work. And then, so chime in and correct me as soon as I'm wrong. But I think that the plan is that ultimately we're going to have one person go against the two of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, three contestants, sort of Jeopardy style. That'll be the final round, and yeah. and that winner, if they beat both of us, then they get two hundred bucks. But but in order to get yeah, to and that, and we're
2: point, and just because some people ask, we are not writing those questions. Obviously,
1: there will yeah, be an independent third party. Third party. Yeah and not only that but I think that we had a uh, an independent uh, trivia app which can be used live on podcasts which uh, has volunteered to provide their services and also to chip in to the uh, to the winner's fee, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yeah. But yeah. We'll we wait, haven't. We'll up we to get that, yet, that but point. Yeah. yeah. We'll wait until we get to that point to start giving him plugs and whatnot. But uh, so so that would be the final person, and uh, in order to become that final person, the first step would be that you let us know, you tweeted us, you email us, you let us know that you want to be a potential participant, and we'll we'll bring you on, and the two of us will uh, will you know throw trivia questions at you back and forth. I think probably like ten questions, maybe five each, and then will be just questions you know you don't have to get them all right but we just want to see if if you get at least seven or eight right probably although it depends on you know how other people do i don't know if the questions are too hard too easy we'll we'll we'll, you know play it by ear but if you if you if you exhibit some kind of proficiency based on that then you would sort of advance to the actual tournament so that's the application process is we fire questions at you and we'll do it pretty quickly to make sure you're not googling things and then once you make it to the actual tournament probably we would pick nine people from the original application process which would be three pools of three And then the and then and then those three pools of three would each enter sort of again a Jeopardy style three way tournament, and the three winners of those champions in
2: Jeopardy just even exactly,
1: yeah. So so then of those nine we'd have three winners of each group of three, and then those three winners would go and they would face each other, and then the winner of that would go and face us in the finals. That's the general idea, right?
2: Yeah. So don't be scared, like yeah, and you know, so you'll come on the podcast for under five minutes and answer questions. So even if you think like, don't waste our time if you literally know nothing. But even if you think, oh, maybe I'd only get like five or six out of ten. Like you know, someone has to not make it the next round. So yeah, last one H-
1: was too mean when he said, oh, you have to know all thirty NHL starting goalies, which which nobody knows, including Gary Bettman. Um, and um, yeah, and so I think that's the way that we would do it. And I like we'll you see. say Gary Bettman as if he's like the most knowledgeable <laughs> hockey fan under.
2: Yeah,
1: he's he's. I mean, I can't really name any like hockey uh, GMs off the top of my head. So, well, I'd say
2: Patrick Watt, but I think he just quit
1: yeah <laughs> all right so yeah that's enough hockey talk yeah so so tweet at us or email us let us know if you're interested in coming on and at least uh, trying the initial process Yeah. Hey, you and i will be doing the questions for the early rounds it's that once we become involved is when we'd have to step out obviously and have a uh, a neutral third party do the questions right right, right.
2: ibm's watson yeah. i think has agreed to do it
1: ah okay all right so so that's that so yeah so let's let's uh let's quickly uh, discuss week three in the nfl the league they <sighs> so, uh
2: they they play for pay
1: that's true. That's true. Um,
2: so Thursday you never, night, you've obviously... You've never listened to Mike Francesa?
1: Oh, no. I did not understand that reference.
2: Okay. He does... Every week, It's like... Do, 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 do He does his picks. I don't know why. He does a five-hour, 20-minute show by himself, but only picks three games. Like, why, why not? Because <laughs> he's so afraid of like having a bad record. And he's been caught uh, many times lying about his record in season. Because like, before the internet, there was no way to track it. So I'm yeah. sure he just started lying. But now he like lies about his record. Um... But anyway, like if you have a five and a half hour show that's mostly about football, why not just pick all 16 games every week? Like, what better yeah. do you have to do than pick football yeah. games, especially if that like that's your thing?
1: You know, even picking winners and losers like we're doing in our 32 Fans Pick and Pool. By the way, Raul texted me again to say he's a 3 and 0 and wanted another shout out. He's preparing his topic when he comes on the podcast as a guest. He, it might be Star Wars related, he said. Oh my um, God. Yeah. It could just be you and Raul. <laughs> me and Raul, because <laughs> I know anything about Star Wars. Um, have you ever seen? But, uh, wait, but you've seen Star Wars i've seen i don't know how many of the of the original three and none of anything after that See, you even I mean, know that
2: there's an original three that's like you're beating me
1: oh okay <laughs> i yeah I, I know very little about star wars um but yeah it's it's been a really weird season you know through three weeks um just picking winners and losers I'm only six games above 500, which is by far the worst of it. You know, I went nine and seven, ten and six, eight and eight, which is, you know, really terrible. And in my against the spread pool also, where I'm actually in second place in that pool, even though I've yet to be over 500 in a week. So it's been a really strange uh, so far season. Mostly, I think dogs, especially home dogs, have been doing really, really well. And uh, favorites have been struggling. So it's been. It's only r- strange
2: oh. if you if you've been doing really poorly,
1: whereas I've been dominating. So it hasn't been strange for me. All right. Well, but even so, like, you know, last week, the Thursday night game, that was another game where we had a home dog. Now, again, I don't understand why they were a home dog, because Bill Belichick is now, you know, proven that he can win with anybody. But um, Houston really laid an egg. And we'll talk when we get to the Pats game this week, who's going to start a quarterback for them. But um, Houston was one of those 2-0 and o teams uh, through two weeks that uh, that did not get to 3-0. and o. There are five teams that are 3-0. and o. We came to Sunday where uh, Rex Ryan kept his job in the short term. Wait, you're, that right? you're
2: like the new Donald Trump. You're sniffling all the time.
1: Yeah, oh, I have a cold right now. That's true. Um, it's not cocaine in my case. It, it is a cold, and you're not um,
2: denying the sniffles.
1: Yeah, although I don't know you're if my go- sniffles are gonna uh, get to the top of us. Uh, Do you Twitter's have any takes on
2: the on the debate? Because I have no, I didn't watch the debate.
1: Yeah, you know, it was I. It's interesting because going into the debate, I was literally shaking and, and almost crying. I was so incredibly nervous for our country. Not, you, and, and right, for now I regret
2: asking this question because your answer like such a dork. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: but, but I'm being honest. And I'm watching this debate. And for people who are sort of high information voters who watch everything and read everything and are super political nerds like me, there was nothing surprising because Trump was just you know what Trump always is. But it was just so shocking that somebody could get that far. You know, everybody says that that Hillary won the debate, including even Trump's people, pretty much. Um, but the question is,
2: oh, you how? you're not you you don't have some of my Facebook friends if you think that. I just saw someone post like all thirteen polls of people say that Trump won seventy to thirty or better. <laughs> you, yeah, I mean, so you're not well, you well, like look. block these people. So you're unaware. You're like in an echo chamber of only on well, Twitter. So, so, I'm in an echo chamber, but not on Facebook.
1: Trump cited Trump it was funny because Trump said he won a CBS poll and CBS really tweeted out, uh, oh, we've done no poll. <laughs> uh there yeah. So there actually there is no poll. Even the funny thing is even Fox News' poll was about fifty fifty, uh, you know Or or not, not their, their, not their poll. Their poll, Hillary won, but their thing where where anybody could tweet into it or vote into it, which is obviously not scientific, and it's just based on their listenership. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, obviously, look, he's, you know, the polls that I've seen, he, he's, it's about two to one, Hillary, but you know, that's that's a whitewash because supporters of either candidate are always going to say their candidate won. Sure um yeah. but but again the, the depressing part to me is the fact that notwithstanding the fact that he did as bad as you did there's still like 40 percent of the electorate that are okay with him so i'm depressed about that but let's talk about football where i'm not depressed because the vikings you know defense looks uh whatever trump is historically yeah, i would rather i'd opposite. rather talk
2: about trump for the rest of the podcast than ryan fitzpatrick <laughs> for even one second
1: <laughs> yeah fitzpatrick also struggled. i'm sure there there must be some diehard jets fan who uh, thinks that fitzpatrick got screwed can we talk not about his interceptions Can we talk about the play calling in the in the fourth quarter they're down 17-3. T- mm-hmm. t- or I think the first one was in the third quarter. It's first and goal from the 5 twice. They don't run the ball a single time. It's pass 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 interception both times. Why are they not running the ball on first and goal from the 5? There was tons of time left in the game at that point. They're only down two scores.
2: Yeah, I mean, Is there okay, any explanation. Okay, so here's the deal. Last year the Jets were by like a wide margin the number 1 red zone team in the league, which makes sense they have two large receivers uh, you know, who are, who can post up and 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 you know, so you can't put your number one cornerback on either of them. Uh, and this year they have basically flipped it and been the worst red zone team in the league. I do think that Chan Gailey, who, you know, was out of the league and was, you know, did a great job last year's offensive coordinator, I, it does seem like the league is caught up to everything the Jets do, uh, except for the Bills, except for the Ryan brothers who don't watch tape. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I you have to, you, it's not as simple as saying, oh, they should have run because it's first, like some of the interceptions are on first down and you can't like automatically just run but obviously you know forte is is you know been great the first three weeks of the year and it makes sense to uh they literally had with forte or even fitzpatrick who's willing to run without sliding like you know to make it like make a uh you know to dart for the for the end zone which he's tried a lot of times at a certain
1: point it seemed to me like like either Gailey or fitzpatrick or both actually thought fuck it let's just go for the record let's see how many picks i can throw
2: yeah, I no, couldn't understand sure. what... <laughs> because a lot... You know, I mentioned I mentioned uh, Patrick Wah earlier in the podcast, and Patrick Waugh famously left the Montreal Canadiens because the Habs left him in too long in, like, an 11-2 blowout, and he was so offended that they didn't pull him for the backup goalie, because hockey's an insane sport with in, in ridiculous made-up rules uh, that, that, you know, that it was embarrassing for him to be in the game down, like, 9-1, and he literally said, like, I know I'm, like, the most legendary person in the history of, like, the greatest franchise in hockey, but you need to trade me and he never played another game for them and he got traded uh like the next day or two uh and football doesn't have that but it should be the opposite it's like yes fitzpatrick should still start next week obviously over geno smith but at a certain point geno smith has got to come in that game just as like a punishment to fitzpatrick for being so bad and like you know it, it was just it was insane uh i don't i, I don't Yeah, know. and the it's crazy thing is that he
1: had he had six picks but he had how many drop picks like four Right. So he could have had even more. Now, a lot of those, it, you know, a lot of those possessions where he had a drop pick, he'd followed up with a caught pick. So he wouldn't oh, have sure. had 10. Yeah. But, no. <laughs> but he, he could have had more. All right, so Listen, what, what, two of see. his last four
2: games, you know, cause dating back to the last game of last season, two of the last four games, he's gone zero touchdowns and five or six interceptions in <laughs> half of his last four games. That's really insane. Not great, Bob. Not great. Like, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, so Carson <laughs> Wentz has thrown a hundred passes with no picks. I think Prescott's also thrown like ninety-nine passes with no picks. Uh, you know, and then we have this idiot Sam
1: Bradford. throwing six in a game. Sam Bradford Vikings, doesn't throw the Vikings in and Eagles as teams have not turned the ball over. The Vikings technically have a turnover on defense because there was that fum, there was that fumble recovery they had or interception against Aaron Rodgers, the Packers game on the first possession, where where the Vikings defender then fumbled it himself, and so the Packers got it back. But um, the Vikings' offense has no turnovers, and uh, neither do the Eagles, which is part of the reason those teams...
2: Right, are. the Jets have a guy who's played like twenty plays, who's turned the ball over twice, right? Jalen Marshall. Um, it's, it's just it's very frustrating. Before you know, before we get into the games, I think uh, since this is the first week of buys, uh, a lot of week I think a lot of times there's like a bunch of buys in week four. There's only two this week, which is a little strange. Yeah, they're easing us um, in, but let yeah, let's talk about uh, the two uh, buy teams, Philly and Green Bay, for a second. All
1: right, so Philly. You know they they obviously look really impressive. Wentz looks like he could be the real deal, but it's their defense that really impressed me in week three—the way they completely shut down Pittsburgh. Yeah, obviously
2: they're de- so okay. So last week you were obviously wrong on the podcast, and you said the NFC East is terrible, and I said no, it's great. And obvi- you know I, I was proven right—the NFC East is great. The Eagles are are you know a playoff team at worst. And if you
1: had to guess the Eagles' record right now, what would you say?
2: I'd say like uh, eleven and five. <laughs> All right, I'll take the under six. on that. Can we put money on that? I'll definitely. It would be hard for them not to get to ten and six at this point. Mm, I disagree. No, it would be pretty easy um, to go to the ten, 10 and six. They'd tor- have to
1: be above. They'd have to be above five hundred the rest of the way.
2: Okay, they're they're they just allowed three points to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like that's not so no, unreasonable for them to go seven that, and six. Th-
1: no, I, look, that that was their first really impressive game. I agree. Uh, you know, but they still haven't played an above average uh, defense. So look, they beat Pittsburgh silently. I'm, I'm, I don't want to take anything. They don't
2: play me. a lot of above average defenses. Like they get six games against the Cowboys, Giants, yeah, and Eagles. That's true. That's true. Uh, um, okay, a- and uh, the Giants are a totally fine team. I mean, they're the same team they've been for the last fifteen years, which is they could literally beat anybody. And you know, they have weeks where Eli May- like the world is falling apart, and like they're they between to trade yeah, the they're,
1: they could go ten and six or six and ten. Yeah.
2: yeah, but but they're but they're you know a very tough out. Nobody likes playing them. And the Cowboys are absolutely loaded. Like, are they a great team? Of course,
1: absolutely not. loaded.
2: They're no, they good. have a lot of they have a, you know a lot of talent all over the field. Their the offensive line all, is is a is a is a difference making unit. Ezekiel Elliott is already becoming a star. They have guys who can catch the ball. Their defense is competent. Like it's a really good team.
1: The way uh, the way I see it, all three of those teams are basically nine and seven type teams. There's still I think no. They're Super a little better. Divi- like, there's no Super Bowl contender in that division. Uh, there's no wild card team in that division. Even no, I disagree. There's going to be a wild card that comes from that division. I think. So who's not making the playoffs? is it Well I think, the Vikings Packers or I think is Arizona it maybe. Seattle Arizona I think you think Arizona Arizona's,
2: Arizona's I think Arizona might not I mean they're not done I think their basement is probably eight and eight like they're still at you know in, unless they lose Palmer because they just don't have a backup yeah. but the I, you know to I, to, I guess to talk about the Cardinals for a second Palmer's old and maybe he's just done you know that was a horrible well, loss to a bad team last
1: season he had far and away his career year at yeah. a really advanced age. And you know he's always been an above average quarterback, but he was never as good as he was last year. Well, not and maybe always. Now, he
2: wasn't. He wasn't above average on the Raiders.
1: Yeah, but yeah. Well, he's been. Yeah, he's been Eli esque. I would say over his career, he's had a couple down seasons. The, the crazy thing about so week one, obviously, he didn't look great. But week two, everything looked like all right. It's completely back on schedule. They beat Tampa forty to seven, and then. In hindsight, again, as I said, home dogs have been doing really, really well. I, I can believe that Buffalo won. I can't believe Buffalo won the way that they won. I can't believe, you know, that Palmer threw four interceptions.
2: Yeah, that's I mean, Rex had to that, the throw the kitchen alarming. sink at them. Yeah, it's alarming because he's old and now it's like, oh, yeah, you know, he was great last year. But it's like, oh, this guy's already had some, like, mediocre years in his 30s. And it doesn't last forever. Like Peyton Manning showing us last year, like, these every position in the NFL – is aging out earlier and earlier. Uh, you know, there's, there are no 35-year-old offensive linemen in the entire NFL, right? There's, there's you know, running backs are, are finished by the time they're 30. Receivers aren't even aging that well. You know, like, you see, you know, the corpses of, like, Andre Johnson and people roaming the sidelines every week, and Calvin Johnson retires. Um, I mean, you
1: say this, and we have a bunch of quarterbacks who are nearing 40 who are still late, like Drew Brees and Tom I'm- Brady. So.
2: Understood, but I'm saying we thought that it's just like these guys are immortal, and Brady started talking last year about playing till 45. But eventually, it goes, and when it goes, it's really quick. Like Peyton Manning's yeah. decline was almost immediate.
1: Yeah, Brett Favre also.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's possible that a guy who has a you know tremendous you know history of injuries is just done, and if so, that team is irrelevant. Yeah, even though so, even yeah. though they're, you know there's a lot of ta- like I'm not. You know, the Jets play all these great teams the first six weeks, and I'm sure the Cardinals will smack the Jets around on Monday Night Football in a couple weeks. But, like, that's not a team that you're especially scared to play right now.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. All right, so why don't we uh, jump into our our, – rankings of, of this week's games and then we can talk about last week's games as we do that this week uh, listener paul elliott the saints fan submitted us a list unsolicited uh, much like our Golds last week but we'll say this if you want to submit a ranking of the games each week uh we will we can use your ranking unless we have too many in a given week then we'll figure that out but so we're going to use paul's rankings this week and we can say where we agree or disagree with them but he starts with the uh, the worst game of the week which is the uh cleveland browns and the washington uh professional football team washington Sort of salvaged their season for the short term by, you know, winning in New York. Uh, you know, this was the game that if RG3 was healthy, there would have been a little more interest in it as it is. I guess the only interesting thing is to see where Terrell Pryor lines up on the field. But this is not a game anybody really wants to watch, right?
2: Uh, n- no, I don't think uh, I-, I I think this is totally unwatchable.
1: I think way, this pass. is o- this is one of only two games this week where you uh, beat me on against the spread. We had a couple of ties as well. It was a rough Yeah, you three, hammered uh, me
2: this week. What are you, 3 yeah, and 1 yeah.
1: against me, or if you won all four so far? 4 0, oh, yeah. And the, big, the biggest issue you had, which, you know, talking about home dogs, is when the home team is the underdog, you seem to discount it home field advantage altogether. And so, for example, Dallas at San Francisco, okay, Dallas is going to be favored, but you have Dallas favored at, 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 by seven as if it's not even in San Francisco, whereas the actual line is three. Yeah, right. that, that brutal San Francisco home field advantage, really. I, I well, but well, but but whether or not they have a good like the the way that Vegas works is they give a three point home field advantage generally to all teams. And sometimes it's like three and a half for teams like Seattle. You know whether or not it's earned. So you know even like San Diego gets it. Um, anyway, so so yeah, that's a terrible. Are game. the
2: Browns that's a good. lock? Are the Browns a lock for the first pick?
1: No, because they they were one play away from beating the Ravens. They were one play. They should have beaten the, uh, the, the bucks or excuse me, the, 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 dolphins. And let's talk about the end of that game for a second. You know, this is one of the things Bill Barnwell used to complain about all the time when he would do his thank you for not coaching on Grantland. But so the Browns get that interception. They have the ball where they could line up for like a 45 yard field goal with like 30, you know, with just 20 seconds to go in the game. And it's a tie game. They have a kicker who they signed off the, but did you read the story about how he joined the team? Cody Parker, Yeah, the they,
2: they didn't meet him till at the game.
1: Because they met he, him on the field yeah, at yeah. the game. He's yeah. already missed – And already reportedly, missed two,
2: reportedly, Robbie Gold, I guess because he has a veteran contract, so the minimum – It's too expensive. Is like, yeah, whatever. It's too expensive, so they, they yeah. cheaped out at kicker, but they denied exactly. the story. He's already, missed,
1: that, he's already missed two kicks in the game. Now, they weren't easy kicks. They were, you know, in the 40s, but he's already missed two kicks yeah. in the game. You just got the ball. Your line. You can kick like a 45-yard field goal to win. Why not you have enough time? Why not at least try and gain 10-15 yards? No, Hugh Jackson immediately kneels in the center of the field to make the kick, you know, more central, but loses another couple yards and then sends him out to kick a field goal, which of course he misses, and then they I've lose another time. I've
2: never seen a team settle for, you know, I said at the beginning of the season I want to talk about like things I've never seen before every week. Like cause every week you watch football and, you know, there's five things you see, like, oh, I've never seen something like that before. And really, you know, there was that interception in the Giants game, which was so bizarre looking, that was like an interesting play, but I've never uh, you know, I've never seen a team settle for a 45-yard field. I was telling you, I was watching because I'm a Wait, pathetic— no,
1: no, 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 hold on. No, no, this happens every single week. That's why Bill Barnwell I, always complains about it. Teams always do that. Where they getting— like, the, Not Bill with Bartle's this cr-
2: much— But it, this was so blatant because it's— No, but it, you this know, is what— Bill, The kick is 45. Bill, Bill, they had yeah. the timeout, which sometimes these teams like Barnwell, they have 40 Barnwell seconds did, and
1: no timeouts. Barnwell talks about this all the time, that the criticism is that coaches seem to think of field goal range as a binary thing. Until when you're more than yes. X, let's say fifty yards away, it is miss field goal. When you're less than that, it yeah. is made field goal. And so it happens all yeah. the time. The teams just get into that by a little bit, and they immediately settle. And it's such an idiotic thing because every single yard you gain increases the percentage chance of the kick going through. And so yeah, I have seen this before, and that you know the fact that it was done with a kicker who joined the team that day is what makes right. it even more. Two kicks is,
2: bananas. Yeah, he's supposed I, to be a good uh, to coach. Me, if I ever stop watching football, it won't be because of concussions. It won't be because, like, you know, there's some stray, like, super bad guys in the league. It won't be. It will be because, one, the announcers... Okay, so the announcers... Uh, I was actually going to tweet him, but I wanted to continue. I never... Having been blocked streak. But uh, I think Spiro Deeds was the play-by-play guy. Uh, oh, I don't remember rough. who the... Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, that's... And again, who's getting the Cleveland-Miami game? It's not Jim Nance, you know? Um, the, The... He doesn't mention it. Even afterwards, he never mentions it. The quality of announcing is abysmal. These guys are – they're doing the absolute bare minimum. And, you know, it's easier to say nothing than to say something mildly interesting because their bosses don't care. The announcing is embarrassing. If I was an executive at CBS or Fox, I would be embarrassed that they let these guys announce because they know so little it's scary. And the coaches, I I mean, at a certain point, there should be a totally separate job for in-game sort of decisions. Is it because possible
1: that Hugh Jackson wants to lose because Cleveland looks like they're trying to lose? Everybody's injured. They're gunning for the number one pick again next year. They need a quarterback still. They pass. And by the, the uh, way, I Carson think Hugh Wentz. Jackson is
2: a re- is a, is like a great offensive mind, and is going to be a really good coach, and will survive this year even if he goes 0-0 and sixteen. Um, yeah. I I, I it, it you know, and there's no talent there. Let's be let's be honest. They should. It's an you know disgrace that Miami almost lost that almost uh, lost that game and yeah. should have lost that game.
1: And the Ravens the week before, <sighs> frankly, yeah. No, they're playing out of their minds. Compared, and they, you they know. have Josh. They have Josh Gordon coming back. They have Coleman coming back a couple weeks after that. It's yeah. not impossible. This team could weasel their way into three to four wins unless they're trying to lose on purpose.
2: Yeah, but three to four gets still usually gets the first pick. Like who else is not winning three or four in this league? The Niners maybe they already have one.
1: The Saints possibly.
2: <laughs> the Saints are really bad. The Titans are terrible, but they they have a lot of easy games left. Yeah.
1: Um, all right. Well, the let's go to another 0-3 bad. team that maybe could be at the yeah. top of the draft. Yeah, speaking of teams that are gonna, yeah, yeah. The so th- the next game we have India Jacksonville. This game is in London actually, so it's Indy yeah. versus Jacksonville in London, of course, because Khan likes to play a game in London every year. Um, I mean, they should just, declare war on the United States. For yeah, I was. This game. It, it's it's really a, it's like a violation of international law. The games we continue to send them. It's true. Jacksonville. This game
2: should who, this game should be in Aleppo, Syria. Let's
1: be fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh what's a and i haven't heard of that uh look this was a game this, this was a team Jacksonville that was you know one of the uh, offseason winners and they're now zero and three they lost a coin flip to the packers in week one and we said oh okay and then they got killed by san diego and then they lost another horrible game this week i mean I, i'm out on Jacksonville. I, I think that division is so bad they there's they could still weasel their way to seven and nine and be in the race but if they don't win this week, no they're not gonna be in any how, race I, how except how for gus maybe bradley the race we're just talking about how does gus bradley still have his job then
2: I don't know. Khan is insane. The, the board. Every time you like, you look at you know you have him on your fantasy team. Bortles and he's like a totally fine quarterback who puts up a lot of points in the fourth quarter. He makes so many dumb throws when you watch their yeah. games. It's not you good. wonder how he ever gets to the three hundred yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions he throws every week. Yeah, I, it, it's scary. I mean, they have yeah. a, they have a like talent on that team. Yeah, they have a million injuries right now, but there's ability on that team, and uh, you know. It's fri- Like, Gus Bradley obviously needs to get fired. I don't think firing coaches in the middle of the season does anything. I don't know who their co- the coordinators are like, Mel Tucker. But,
1: but it can't get any worse. No, no, no. I, and, I mean, and meanwhile, Baltimore, we'll get, we'll get to Baltimore, but they continue to be, like, the most unimpressive 3-0 that anyone has ever seen. They barely beat Cleveland. They barely beat Jacksonville. I mean, this is a very ugly 3-0 for the Ravens. Um, so our next game on our list is the other uh, terrible game in this terrible AFC South. Tennessee at Houston. Uh, you know, Tennessee stinks. One of the worst five teams in the league. Mar- Mariota going backwards in his development. Uh, you know, he's, yeah, been I like really these bad. two matchups better when they're like in week
2: 17 and they're like on deep, deep CBS. And like, even the, you know, red zone channel doesn't show them cause all four of these teams are like six and well, maybe they will be big games cause they'll all be like six and nine and going, you know, trying to get to seven and nine for that playoff spot.
1: Yeah. For Houston to lose to the Patriots is fine because everybody loses to the Patriots, to yeah, Houston's gonna nothing. run away with this division. They're gonna. Run but to away lose twenty-seven it. nothing was embarrassing. Eh, it doesn't the Patriots are amazing? I, it doesn't bother me at all. All right, so this is a game that is ugly. We don't care about. Uh, the next one is the battle at the bottom of the NFC South. We have the Lions at the Bears.
2: Uh, you know, I said and, uh, I don't know if it was before after Week One. I think it might have been before. I, I'm pretty sure that the Bears are the most irrelevant, unwatchable team in the league, and that that proved to be you know true even before they lost Cutler.
1: Well, it's a good thing they played on Monday night and Sunday night in uh, two of the first three weeks. Then, <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, think there's more can, where that came from. Yeah, so yeah, the, the Bears are really unwatchable, and, and they have to stop being on TV. Uh, but Detroit, they, they may you know, actually
2: score points with Hoyer against Detroit this week because they're, uh, the, you know, Detroit. Detroit's defense is abysmal.
1: Yeah, there's no, there's not much of a difference in Hoyer and Cutler. And by the way, if Hoyer's playing, I'm playing him in fantasy this week because I have Aaron Rodgers on the bench uh, because of his buy. Uh, speaking of that game, so Detroit at Green Bay. You know, Detroit obviously was getting murdered in the first half, and then they came back and ma- made it competitive in the second half. I think Detroit is sort of a classic 6-10, and 7-9 team. Yeah. Winning – uh, oh, we forgot to pick our winners and losers. So uh, in the games that we've said so in the – No, I didn't long even long.
2: forget. I don't even care about any of these games.
1: <laughs> All right, Cleveland Cleveland at Washington. We're both going to take Washington, I assume. Right? Yeah. Indy versus Jacksonville in London. I'm going to take Indy.
2: Yeah, I'm taking Indy also. It's not a home game for Jacksonville. Okay.
1: Tennessee at Houston, we're both taking Houston. Detroit yeah. at Chicago. I really don't know. I'm going to take Chicago. Just I'll go with the. No, home I team don't know about
2: Hoyer. I'm going to take the line. Yeah,
1: but again, yeah. but the, the the home dogs have been doing really, really well this season. Yeah. So especially a home dog in a, in a, a divisional matchup, Hoyer and Cutler to me, there's there's really no substantial difference there. So I, I'll take the Bears. So you got the line. So that's our first disagreement. All right. Then our next game of the week is. By uh, the way, you yeah, everyone's yeah. knocking Cutler. I would I would take Cutler in a second over Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like I would trade like f- two first rounders to get Jake Cutler oh. on this team. Well, no, you wouldn't trade two for- Yeah, I would take cut, but also Cutler's also getting up I, there. Th- but the is same he, 33 deal 34 for years Jay old. Cutler. Yeah, well, who cares? Really? Well, I'm trying to think Would I rather? You know Fitzpatrick's older. I would I think I'd you'd rather, rather, rather have, have Bradford. Well, I'd for rather For your Bradford, team, Cutler, I think you'd rather have Bradford just Right, just right now, but I, yeah. I wouldn't have said that before the season, but I yeah I've been impressed with Bradford's done the last couple of weeks. All right, so the next game and uh, Paul's comment it's Dallas at San Francisco. His comment is if this game were a Seinfeld episode, I still wouldn't watch. So is that a reference to the fact that these were two like this would have been a great matchup in the '90s? I didn't really get that comment.
2: I think he just means he loves Seinfeld so much, but he hates these teams. I don't know. Oh,
1: yeah, you know, Dallas... work on your
2: insult. Work on your insults, Paul. but I think you know by the people who you know are millennial listeners. Can't even fathom how big the Cowboys Niners games were in the nineties. Yeah. Like they were, you know, they were bigger and more watched than the first round the of Super the Super Bowls. because it, uh, oh, no. they were bigger than the they, Super they,
1: Bowls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I mean, yes, the Super Bowls were complete blowouts. Uh, other than I'm talking about the regular
2: season game, dummy. Can you listen to what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, saying the game, they, okay, they would fine. play every week in the rate. Yes, the NFC Championship game was bit was not more highly more highly rated, but it was certainly. It was it was con- basically considered the Super Bowl every year because yeah, the, the NFC you know, They won the Super, Super Bowl four, four, Well, and these yeah. two teams won, won uh four in a row. Uh, and but th- just they'd play every week in like week nine, and they would each be like eight and one or seven and two. And it, it was like known it would be ho- for home field advantage, and it was just such it was a mon- big deal. It was Monday know, Night
1: Football every. It was Monday Night
2: or it'd be Madden in, or Madden in some role would be there, and it would be you know. Yeah. Uh, I was. I, I'm so pathetical. So I was. I did like a deep dive uh watching like old football games that you could find on youtube there aren't that many but if you're like looking for specific games you can't necessarily find them but you can uh, you can find like old prime times and old games and l- it's so fun to just hear a few minutes of madden and summerall summerall's voice oh, is uh,
1: you know i miss him so much oh boy
2: r.i.p patty patty sum uh the you know def- <laughs>
1: <laughs> no definitely my favorite
2: gi- my favorite giants kicker for sure except for josh brown all right next game
1: all right, so uh, are we are we both picking Dallas on the road? Yeah. Okay. All right, the next one we have, Saints at Chargers. Um, Paul's comment is that uh, Drew Brees goes back to San Diego. I don't think anybody cares. Well, first of all, nobody in San Diego no. cares about the Chargers, so they certainly don't care right. about guys who played on the Chargers. Right, I would argue they don't
2: even know. They're like, oh, yeah, I, th- I th- <laughs> th- thought it was like older brother who used to be on this team.
1: Yeah, this is San Diego's little bit better than we thought in the preseason the saints are probably a little bit worse the saints are competitive but just their defense is so historically bad even by the yeah. standards of last year when they were historically right bad. the
2: standards of last year like the worst defense we've ever seen they might be worse than that and the chargers yeah. can move the ball so this game might be like 56 to 34 yeah will be great for fantasy
1: purposes as every saints
2: game is you uh, know what i hate i hate when like matthew yeah. berry or people are, are on twitter always saying like Like, oh my gosh, like, uh, it's so bad for fantasy that this guy had no points. Like, you realize 50% of the people are playing against this person? Yeah. (laughs) I I hate when people say, like, oh, like, no, I don't care if it's a high-scoring fantasy game or low-scoring. I just want to win. So, like, literally every single player, you know, has the same amount of people going against him as for him. So, let freaking nobody score a point the whole week and let every fantasy matchup be decided by, you know, a field goal in the last two seconds. Who cares?
1: Yeah. Um, what I would say about – so, yeah, this is another game, San Diego, where I'm going to take the home team. But I think I'm against the spread. I would probably take the points in a bunch of these because New what Orleans is it, could what win. What is the spread here? It's four. Yeah, New Orleans could for sure win. Yeah, if the yeah. defense but, gets lucky and but, the Chargers drops then draw. But that's true of all these games. I'm taking the points – well, obviously, I'm taking the Bears' points because I think they're going to win. But I'm going to take the points in the Dallas-San Francisco game. I'm going to take the points in the Indy-Jacksonville game. I'm taking the points in all these games because I think that any all these ugly games we've said so far, either team could win other than other than Cle- other than yeah. Tennessee at Houston I think all right uh so we're moving up into games that are starting to be marginally decent paul asks if the nfc west the is way, a bad division. by the way we've had some all- really
2: good we've had some really good weeks of matchups which means we're due for some bad ones especially there's two good teams
1: not playing this week th- this is this is uh, a bad week it, yeah
2: yeah and th- th- we've had some th- th- all three weeks so far have been pretty strong and this is by far the worst week of the season
1: yeah so uh, rams at cardinals paul asks if the nfc west is a bad division all of a sudden the rams i still think they're terrible but somehow they're actually two and one and the cardinals are the ones who are one and two this is obviously a must win for the cardinals obviously the cardinals are going to win easily if they don't uh you know then then we have major major issues
2: i mean keenum has looked abysmal you know Gurley, uh picked it up finally last week and the rams defense was okay but it's not like they shut down the bucks the bucks scored a lot of points on them um so you know there's going to be weeks where the rams can't move the ball and they let teams do what the Bucks did last week, and then they lose thirty-one to ten. And I see I see that happening this week.
1: Okay, okay. So then our next game is Carolina at Atlanta. Atlanta might be better than we thought. You know, they lost in Week One, and you actually thought they were going to be favored in this game, which uh, which I guess is the reverse problem of what I've usually said, which is you uh, underrating home dogs. But. Atlanta week one they lost at home to Tampa and everybody overreacted and thought that Tampa's too good which they've proven they stink since then. Atlanta goes into Oakland gets a win they go into New Orleans they get a win. So can they beat Carolina at home?
2: Uh, yeah, they can. Okay, uh, so do you, okay, think, so do to you me, think
1: Carolina? Hold on, do you think Carolina has problems or do you think it's just they have played the Vikings and Denver defenses? No, they have no problems. The the NFC
2: still goes through Carolina. They have they have they have zero problems. To me uh if wait you think you, like, you still think they're the best team in the nfc after what the vikings just did to them oh no question no question first of all the vikings are going to be exposed by the fact that they have no one left on their <laughs> team and they will literally have nobody left to play by week 10 because they're def- true
1: this but but they didn't lose anybody this past week okay but they, they spent alex boone their, their the, alex boone their left guard uh missed most of the game but they said he's actually fine he's going to play next week so they didn't have any all right, additional but the point injuries. is
2: like not only, not only if they lost like a lot of good players already, but as they keep losing players, like their depth, you know, gets worse and worse as it becomes more important when you get to
1: November, December in the now, playoffs. Every time you take a player away from the Vikings, they uh, beat another contender by even more points. So I'm
2: fine. Yeah, listen, I, I, okay, it's possible the Vikings are going to be the number one seed, but I'm not, I'm not buying it. To me, you, in order to make the Super Bowl out of the NFC, you need to be a team that's capable of going into Carolina and winning. And that's why I think there's just very few teams that are actual contenders in the NFC because I don't think Seattle could do it. And I, I think hold Arizona on, on, showed last on. year that they can't hold do on.
1: it. But, but, but Carolina already is two games behind the Vikings and essentially three because they've lost the tiebreaker,
2: right? Oh boy. <laughs> there's 13 games left. Like, are you guys okay. – Carolina is going to get to 12 and 4. If you guys get to 12 and 4, God bless. You'll be the one or the two seed.
1: All right. Uh, can, can we uh, run through the Viking schedule, Mike, in the Mad Dog style really quickly? All right. Let's go. Okay, so they're 3-0 and right now. Uh, this week they play at home against the Giants. They're going to lose. Okay, fine. Then they play at home against the Texans.
2: Uh, win.
1: Okay. Then they uh, play the Eagles.
2: I, I'm not supposed to be doing the Cousin Sal voice, right? We're already like a huge knockoff uh, of that podcast. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> home against the Eagles?
1: At the Eagles. Oh, at the Eagles they lose. Okay, at the Bears. Uh Win okay it's five uh, and two right five and two yeah they play the lions at home six and two at the redskins win uh at home against the cardinals lose okay at the lions win what's the record eight and three and okay. then they face the, the cowboys at home
2: mm, i'll give them a win who knows who the cowboys quarterback will be then
1: all right then they face at the jaguars win and then they face the colts at home uh probably a win all right then they face at the packers lose and then at home against the bears so that what does that get him 12 and 4 they win that game yeah so you just predicted them to go 12 and 4 yeah
2: so that's a so, buy that gets you a buy so, and possibly the number ca- one but
1: carolina would have to go 13 and 3 to beat them which means carolina would have to go 11 and 1 the rest of the way
2: yeah okay that, that would uh, be, i mean like again go they up. could lose the vikings could lose in detroit they could lose to the colts like they could lose yeah a they're, of they're, games, they're, but that's, well, they're also that's not, not a hard well, schedule yeah, like even they, the, the 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 Giants game. Obviously, they could win this week. Uh, their favorite, they could win.
1: Of course, they could win. They're going to win. But we'll, no, yeah, the we'll Giants are going to be able to move the ball on them. With oh, because Carolina and the Packers couldn't, so the Giants can. Because the Giants' offense is better than Carolina's and the Packers. The the two. Uh, well, it's a different team.
2: offense. It's a Carolina relies a lot on the run, uh, and Aaron Rodgers had one good yeah, game. in the Yeah, that's true. Last two Carolina
1: years. relies on the run. Cam Newton only had forty touchdown passes last year. Good point. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah. All right. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that game though. We're not there. (laughs) Okay. So the game that we are at is uh, the Rams at the Cardinals. So, uh, oh no, we're at Carolina at Atlanta. I'm going to pick Carolina. They're not going to go 11 and one and they're not going to finish higher than the Vikings, but they are going to beat Atlanta who might be better than we thought, but um, you just said
2: you're going to pick Atlanta. Then you said they're going to beat Atlanta.
1: No, no, no. I said, well, I don't know if I said that, but I, I intended to say that, uh, I I still think Atlanta is going to finish like six and 10. I don't think they're very no,
2: good. No, I think I, I think Atlanta is not one of the six best teams, but I think with an easy schedule like they have, I, I do want to say that they are a contender for the six seed, and I, th- they're going to go eight and eight or nine and seven.
1: Look, they already have one more win than I thought they would.
2: But Yeah, I mean, someone's uh, got to win games in the NFC South besides the Panthers, I think, and the NFC West already has two terrible teams, so there's going to be a lot of L's piling up in the nfc and someone's you know and washington's bad someone's gonna have to win those games so i, I think atlanta could be a beneficiary matt ryan's look
1: great so far yeah all right so but are you picking carolina yeah i'll pick carolina let's go to miami cincinnati okay. yeah by the way this game should have been rated higher i'm not sure why paul has it so low miami at cincinnati is a much worse game the dolphins are an atrocious team oh
2: yeah carolina atlanta is a good is a good game
1: cincinnati uh, my Dol- the dolphins super-
2: are unwatchable they're not just atrocious they're like boring
1: this is a matchup unlikable. of York. T- yeah, this is a matchup of your 2015 Super Bowl champions and my 2016 Super Bowl champions.
2: <laughs> that's right. That's right. The pretend <laughs> champ- Super Bowl Bowl. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, Cincinnati
2: has the- been abominable so far. Uh, yeah. You know, can we add Marvin Lewis to the firing list? No, because they never fired him. You know, you, him you, listen, Lewis. you go you go 11-5 and five every year and you make the playoffs and you lose in the first round and you keep your job. But the first year he slips up, I think he gets fired. If they go 7-9 this year, I think that's toodaloo to Marvin Lewis.
1: Yeah, this is the Thursday night game. I think Cincinnati
2: wins by 24 points. Uh, No, nobody's ever fresh enough for that on Thursday night. I say uh, Cincinnati 20 to 16, but yeah, they're going to win. Okay, but but you you would would take the points for the
1: Dolphins. Next game, probably the most heated rivalry in the entire NFL. (laughs) The Denver Broncos at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you told me uh, these
2: two teams had never played before, I would one hundred percent believe you.
1: Yeah, this this game is way too high. I don't know what Paul's doing. Paul says it's a chance for Tampa to prove themselves. Prove themselves what? They just they lost at home to the Rams. I, they lost by thirty. I think Paul's basing this
2: on one that he's a Saints fan, so he cares about the teams in the NFC South. Although he did okay. he did knock the Atlanta Carolina game, so forget that. <laughs> yeah. And he put his own team tenth. Uh, and he probably has like Mike Evans and James Winston on his fantasy team. That's why he's got okay. His maybe
1: fantasy. that's it. Yeah, Doug Martin. Or even better, Charles Sims, who I have. Um, yeah, this game is completely unwatchable. The Broncos are going to destroy Tampa. Yeah,
2: the, the Broncos the Bro- are this rare, like, old-school 90s team that are both great and, like, so ugly that you that the games are, are, are abysmal and, and you have to switch to a different game.
1: What did you think of John Elway's Trevor Simeon tweet?
2: Oh, I don't know. What did he tweet?
1: Oh, so John Elway tweeted in 2000 so first of all trevor simeon who last year northwestern had more interceptions and touchdowns nobody was expecting anything of him he had a very good game against right, and Cincinnati, half the media sure. are northwestern homers
2: who all yeah. say like oh we in had sports. no idea that he was decent yeah
1: all all sports journalists went to northwestern or syracuse pretty much um yeah. but yeah so 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 elway tweeted a couple of years ago it, not even in simeon's last year in college but in his junior year or something after some good game he had Elway tweeted something like that. Trevor Simeon in Northwestern looks pretty good, or something like that. Wow. And then some Bronco, and then somebody tweeted at him, uh, "He sucks, man." So Elway responded to that two-year-old tweet Sunday after the game. Oh, so that's how people say, found like, it. Yeah. Well, so first of all, why did Elway even remember that? he had to, Yeah. So in other words, Elway is basically saying, "Oh, look, I Wait, called." So is him two he years tampering?
2: Ago. Is Elway tampering? Can we get him like suspended for a year? Because I kind of don't like Elway. What do I you mean,
1: you're a lot of comment on, on college players. Did he? Did he tag him? I'm
2: not sure. You can. Did he tag Trevor Simeon? In yeah, the, if it was like Trevor Simeon, then I think Elway's out for a year. He's yeah, like Belichick style. You got to you got to take away the first round pick this year, which is going to be thirty two probably.
1: Yeah, but um. So yeah, I, I don't. But anyway, so the point is, I'm actually calling bullshit on Elway bragging about how he said that about Simeon because I would bet nobody knows what John Elway tweeted two years ago. How do we know he didn't say something positive? On everybody at some point, he's just highlighting the positive thing he said. And then right? what
2: deletes his tweets when they're when they don't no, no, work? It's not
1: even, no, this is Nate Silver in in the in the Fox and the Hedgehog. You know, a lot of people point this out. When people, when when pundits, whether it's politics or sports or whatever, come on and they make their outlandish claims all the time, they never get called yeah. on the wrong ones. So, in other words, you could say that every single player is good or every single player is bad, and then you just retweet your one good thing two years later. Nobody's gonna go fact check all the ones you're wrong about.
2: Did I tell you? you so, know, so there's this there's this Twitter uh, account called Old Takes Exposed. Have you ever seen it? No. Which is like they retweet when you have like a really bad prediction or you say something dumb, and a few years later. So I thought of this like five years ago, and I had a Twitter account. It was called like Great Predictions or Terrible Predictions or something like that. And I just used to like go back after the football season or, or baseball season and like, you know, wh- whichever team had the first pick. Let's say it was like the Browns are the first pick in the draft. I'd go back and like, you know, retweet people who earnestly said like the Browns are going to the Super Bowl this year uh, and and stuff, you know, and stuff like that. And I must have upset somebody because that account got hacked. And i like, I was totally locked out of it. I never got back in. And so like I, I abandoned it after a while and okay. now this guy gets all the credit and has like tens of thousands of followers for the same concept I thought of five years ago.
1: <laughs> okay. Sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. But uh Denver's Denver's gonna kill the Bucks, right? And this game should not be rated this highly. Eh?
2: No, it shouldn't be rated this high. Uh thirty to sixteen
1: Denver. Next. All right. And then another game that I don't understand why Paul has it so high. Oakland yeah, this Baltimore. Game should be 15. Yeah. Who cares? Let's, yeah. Uh, the, the, the Ravens are the most unimpressive three, 0 team. I, I'll pick them to win at home against Oakland. Who's a rather unimpressive one. no, I'm
2: going to pick Oakland. I'm going to pick Oakland.
1: Okay. All right. That's only, I think our second disagreement. All right. So this is not, a, there's nothing to say about the Ravens. They keep playing bad teams and sneaking by with ugly wins. Uh, Oakland, the same, you know, beating Tennessee in Tennessee by a touchdown is not that impressive. Uh, you know, Derek Carr has not taken the steps that people were hoping for. You know, he looked good in the Atlanta game, but Atlanta can't stop anybody, obviously. So, okay. You're going to take Oakland in this game. Let's get to, I mean, this qualifies as the fourth best game of the week, which is really indictment of the week, but Seattle at the Jets, Paul says, if nothing else, this game won't take long. Uh, does, I I mean, the the clock stops every time Fitzpatrick throws an interception. So I'm not exactly sure what he means by that. A
2: lot of commercials after Fitzpatrick (laughs) throws his helmet on the sidelines. It, to me, I, you know, I was talking to Josh Grashan, a Seahawks fan, and I said, I, "I think for some weird reason the Jets, is you he, know, is he going to the ma- match up well? Oh, he lives at in Ohio, no, it's though, it's Russia Shana, and he doesn't even live in New York. Yeah. Um, I think the Jets match up well because it's the best defensive line against the worst offensive line. But really, the, well, that's all the Jets have going for them. And Fitzpatrick, you know, the Seahawks are the best defense going up against the, the garbageiest quarterback in his league history. So, uh, you know, the, the Seahawks are salivating. Defensively more than the Jets D line is is uh you know ready to pounce on the on the Seahawks irrelevant offensive line. Uh I don't think the Seahawks destroy the Jets like the Chiefs did last week, but I think they win a close game.
1: Yeah, and the Jets and Atlanta are two teams that you know they really they have tough games at home this week against, you know, Super Bowl contenders, and their schedules just get tougher after this. So they're both two and one, but they both really need to be. Yeah, really the Jets go to, to Pittsburgh
2: and Arizona in the next two weeks. So if they're one and three. And, and Jets fans have, you know, been expecting this since the schedule came out six months ago. But, you know, they knew one and five was a real possibility going to that Ravens game in week seven. Uh, yeah. And it's it's looking very possible right now. Like it, I, right, if you ask the Jets fan, would he take two and four just beating Seattle, Arizona or Pittsburgh? I don't know if I take would, it because I'd expect them just randomly you, to win one of those you, games.
1: You would not have taken two or four going into the season? I, I probably I mean, they, they, would you have, had but I also Buffalo didn't know what bad one, Buffalo which, was.
2: Yeah, but they Buffalo had beaten us six games in a row before.
1: Yeah, we well, that's them. what I'm like, saying. Buffalo going wasn't into Buffalo, win. well, that's what I mean, going into Buffalo and getting a win was unexpected. I thought Owen 6 was more likely than 2-4. Yeah, but,
2: but the the team as a whole outside the quarterback position is a lot better than I thought it would be. You know, they they hit on a couple of their draft picks and then like weirdly a bunch of undrafted free agents can really play. Like they have they have this guy Robbie Anderson who led the NFL in preseason receiving
1: and is their fifth receiver and he would start on your team. Like he's that good. I don't know who he is, but I have to watch more Jets games, I guess. All right. Uh, so then the next thing we have on this list is Buffalo at New England. This is not going to be a good game, but I understand that it's this high just because we want to see Julian Edelman at quarterback, right? Sure. Yeah. This game could be banana. You know, Rex Ryan could, you know, get into a fight on the sideline. Like there, there could be a lot of crazy things happening. Yeah. Something crazy could happen in this game. Yeah. But it won't, it won't be a good game, but, uh, but it could be crazy. And obviously the Patriots are going to win. Uh, they're going to be 4 uh, 0, absent Brady. With, with possibly with three different quarterbacks or two different quarterbacks, and one receiver slash quarterback, unless, I don't know if Garoppolo or Brissett, if one of them might be healthy, but you know, they have, Oh, I think Garoppolo's going to play. Oh, he is. Oh, okay. That's too mm-hmm. bad. It would have been fun to see Edelman. All right. Yeah. But, uh, this line is only four and a half, which is ridiculous. I mean, we both guessed it to be seven. Uh, how can it possibly be four and a half? Who's picking Buffalo after what we've seen the Patriots do? I mean,
2: they were impressive last week. That knocks the line down from like seven to four and a half, I think. And also the Patriots, there's just so much uncertainty for who the quarterback is going to be, that it's insane to have such a high spread. So I, I buy it, but I, you know, they, there should be no line on this game right now, basically.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. All right, uh, now we have what uh, what Paul has is the second game of the week, which is the Giants at the Vikings on Monday night. By the way, the NFL screws me for the second year in a row on Rosh Hashanah, where Sunday, the day was before Rosh Hashanah began, and then Rosh Hashanah started on Sunday night, both this year and last year, and they put the Vikings on a, uh, last year was a, uh, or, or yeah, they put the Vikings on Monday Night Football two years in a row uh, on Rosh Hashanah, so that uh, I can't watch the game at home yeah. uh, the way I would like to. So that's annoying. Uh, you think the Listen, Giants? you are should in live the in New York,
2: where the teams actually like you know have some say in the in the Jewish holiday schedule. Whereas the Vikings aren't like calling the league and asking them not to play on Monday night. Well,
1: what do you mean the Viking? The Giants are playing on Rosh Hashanah also. The Giants are the New York team. No,
2: I know, but um, the, the, they've like usually the requests go to Yom Yom Kippur. If you remember, the, the Giants game was actually moved uh, for either a Shunior Yom Kippur a couple years ago to play at the same time as the Jets because the league accidentally scheduled them to play. Uh, uh, do the New York teams really not play on Yom Kippur? They That's do, but they, they the league tries not. You don't remember the game was moved after the schedule came out, like much later in the summer they moved the Giants game from four to one or the Jets game. I forget which one, and they played at the same time, which they almost never do uh, because of the Jewish holidays. I just remember Boomer Sison was very mad because he's like, it's your high holy days and you shouldn't be worried about the football schedule.
1: So you think the Giants are going to go into Minnesota and win? You're not impressed with what the Vikings did to Carolina, to Cam Newton. Eight sacks, three interceptions. Again, again given now, of Eli's course I'm history, very impressed,
2: but you're not going 16-0. Like, teams lose games in the NFL.
1: Yeah. But um I mean, play for pay. Eli's history again against the Vikings he averages 4 turnovers per game against the Vikings now obviously what he did in 2007 or 2005 isn't relevant to this game but this is the Vikings defense that's even more ferocious so uh you know I'm looking forward or I would be looking forward to watching this game you know it's funny because when when you when you root for a team that is not in the city where you live anymore. Like I did with the Vikings, even though you can watch the games every week nowadays with NFL Sunday Ticket and a whole bunch of other options, it's still extra special when they're on prime time because you're watching it. On, you're watching it on your TV with no, you know, contraptions or anything like that. So it sucks when it, you know, it falls on a, on a Jewish holiday like Rosh Hashanah. And Wait, NFL
2: I've TV. told you what I did. When I was I was in Israel in 2012, and the, the holiday turned out on Sunday. So then Monday night when it was over, Tuesday night. Um, I still didn't know the scores. Uh, cause, yeah, like, I there came was no over to your house and
1: we watched them together. No, that was
2: last year. That was last year, but I'm talking yeah. about a few years ago. Uh, and then I um, – so I watched the Jet game without knowing the score, and I, like, put a, a on, on an NFL game pass that you get here, uh, you know, and watch the games live or or the full game tape. Maybe now you can get it in America, too, but then you couldn't. And you and – so I'd, like, cover with a piece of paper. I'd cover the bottom of the screen, which would have the scores, like, every once in a mm-hmm. while. Uh, and so, and then I just like, after the jet game, I'm like, Oh, I don't know the scores of any other game. So I watched like 10 more games in condensed mode, which just shows you the plays and takes like a half hour. Minutes. each. So I like, yeah. so I, I, it's, it's about 35. Usually the truth is it's cut to about 35 minutes. Um, and so I watched like 10 games. And eventually, I gave up cause it was like five in the morning, but I, I was able to watch like only be spoiled on like one game. And I watched, you know, chronologically after the jet game, which I think was a four o'clock game, like the ones, the fours, then the Sunday night, the Monday night. Uh, it was really one of the saddest, but coolest things I've ever done. Uh, so maybe I'll try it again. Uh, um, we could possibly this year. do that after
1: after Sukkot. Possibly uh, we'll both be in Israel at the same time. And uh, which week is that? We'll, week six. We're both going to yeah. be in Jerusalem together. Yeah, so may- maybe we'll. do And if your wife's
2: together. not there for sure, if your wife's not around, <laughs> then party time.
1: <laughs> exactly. All right. So yeah. So the uh, Giants are going to go into Minnesota, and uh, Akiva thinks they're going to get a win, even though they can't beat Washington at home. Fine. Uh, and then uh, what? Paul has is the game of the week: Kansas Ugh. City at Pittsburgh. What are you talking Pit-
2: about, Paul? Well, What would you have as the game of the week? I mean, it's just like not such an interesting game, Kansas City Pittsburgh. The, the Chiefs are boring and the Steelers are coming off a horrible loss.
1: You know, I, I'm just saying. So, what would you have as the game of the week? Uh, Giants, Vikings, Vikings, one. Bills, Vikings Patriots, two.
2: Week. No, I mean, I'm biased. I would have the Jets, Seahawks at three or four, but, you know, there aren't. And Atlanta, Carolina should be much higher. That's not a bad game. There aren't a lot of good yeah, I mean, games this week. But, yeah, Canada, Carolina, Casey, be Pittsburgh higher. is like Jim Nance would never get, you know, get sent to KC at Pittsburgh. He'd go to Buffalo. New England, he'd go to freaking Oakland, oh, no, Baltimore. On, that on Denver, Tampa night. J- J-
1: Nance probably is going to be. Kansas I'm just,
2: here. I'm just saying that in a better week. You're saying in a in a week where all of these games were at the same time. That's uh, like that's getting like you know the fourth CBS team. It's not such a big game.
1: Yeah, I don't agree with you. It's if the it's Chiefs not, are the number- so
2: well coached, like Andy Reid and and company, they're like it's such a good system because they're not that talented. And they're they're just such they, they just like have such a unique style, like so much running, so many short passes. Smith is so accurate. The defense like is a bunch of playmakers, you know, and and they're missing Houston. It's such an interesting team, but they're so boring. Also,
1: There's I mean, a lot the big of good, boring about this teams game, right now I think and, the big question and about this like game, exciting
2: bad teams like Detroit, New Orleans, Atlanta. Yeah. What are you saying?
1: I was going to say the big question about this game is Pittsburgh's offense, which completely disappeared against the Eagles.
2: Yeah. Let's not I use mean, one was, week too much. They're going to they're going to be able to move the ball. Even though the, right, so, the Jets were able to move the ball on Kansas City, they just threw six interceptions, turned the ball over eight times. All right, so Pittsburgh's going to win this game, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Casey's totally good, and they're they, they are a legit playoff contender, but I think Pittsburgh wins a close game.
1: All right, so we don't really have that many disagreements this week. It's a pretty uh, bad week, which is good because, you know, as we said, Rosh to starts Sunday night, so you and I will not get the uh, full football-watching experience that we normally would get. You know, it's it's either, like, the the holidays
2: don't fall out on Sunday and they don't affect us, or you get hit by about three of them. So this yeah, is the they, year, but it's yeah. also, like, a really they, they all fall out a late holiday year.
0: Because,
2: yeah. like, there was, the, I think, 1999, uh, the Jets were 0-4 by, like, the time I was able to watch a game, basically. <laughs> uh, and, you know, this year it's a little different because you get to, like, get invested, and then you miss weeks four, six, and seven. And I'll be able to yeah. watch the games probably without knowing who won, so it's, you know... But uh, it's a lot. Yeah, you got to co- come back. You got to catch up
1: on the Mets. You got to catch up on the entire football slate. It's very hard. Yeah, the one advantage of where you live is that it's very hard to get spoilers because not a lot of mm-hmm. people around you will have watched the game, and the right. newspaper I mean, will I've, not have I've a told score. the story
2: on the on the podcast before, but I went to synagogue uh, one Saturday afternoon yeah. uh, in 2011 when the Jets were playing the Giants, and people were like talking about the game that was going on like in like the room where the prayers were happening, and I left. And I tried to sneak out the, the, the synagogue's kitchen so, like, I would hear no more at the game because we were DVRing the Jets-Giants game and we we're going to watch it. This was the 99-yard touchdown Victor Cruz game. We're going to watch it after, uh, you know, when, when the Sabbath was over. And uh, they, the Victor Cruz touchdown happened while I was in the kitchen like <laughs> babushkin was calling like cruise of the 30 cruise of the 25 cruise of the 20 cruise of the 15 and Wait, I was only watching the on, game
1: in the kitchen no, of the were, synagogue no
2: they were the cater the caterers were listening to the game while they were catering a bar mitzvah lunch uh it, at the synagogue Wait, so this was I in didn't america realize, or israel they,
1: this was in america is
2: that young israel of woodmere it's in it's in oh okay, yeah, yeah
1: oh i thought you were saying israel i'm like what caterer is in israel are
2: no to that would football? be bananas that would be uh, like yeah, they yeah. would be like listening to WFAN. that would be the coolest people ever <laughs> Uh, no, the, this was
1: uh, yeah. What kind of setup to the well? The
2: Israel game? baseball team in the World Baseball Classic. That's that's exciting. They're they're a baseball power.
1: Yeah, and there's a uh, exactly one Israeli on the team.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, you know, I was talking to Harold about this. That there, you know, there's a lot of Jewish players, and they're all eligible to be on the Israel team. Ryan Braun, this new guy on the Astros, is a very good. Bregman, Jock Peterson, Sam Fold, Ian Kinsler. There's like ten Jewish people. Valen- a Valencia. lot of AAA players.
1: Danny the Valencia. Brazil's actually well, Brazil's out of team not in right now. No. Yeah, because he wasn't because he's, he's not. not, a major not
2: he's so not. He's not in the majors. Ike Davis didn't even start the first game. He's so bad now. And the problem is that their games aren't in L.A. like the U.S. games. Their games are are in Seoul because they're like an Asian team, so they have to play in Seoul. And if they beat South Korea, Chinese Taipei, or the Netherlands, if they finish top two, then they have to go to Tokyo. So like, you're not going to get Ryan Braun to fly to Asia during spring training for two mm-hmm. weeks, probably. <laughs> you know, first of all, anybody who's like in a like Ryan Braun could fly there. Because like his job is not in jeopardy, but you're not going to get anybody who's like a really good AAA player is on the cusp of making a team, or a guy like Bregman who maybe doesn't have a locked in spot uh, at a specific position. So you're probably going to get the same. You might even get worse players than you did this time because now at least you had guys who the minor league season was over, so they were in AAA, their team didn't call them up, or uh, yeah. you know they're in AA and the and the playoffs are over. Like those guys who all came, like their closer was a AAA closer, and uh, but you know, they'll have a tough time even f- fielding that team. Who's uh, you know I I was thinking about like who the the um like the MLB team would be the American, American team Who's like mean? the American team yeah like who 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 what's the starting lineup make a quick starting lineup for the World no I mean nobody on earth cares but let's do it anyway World Baseball yeah. Classic so who or outfield Trout do you still play Harper even though he didn't have a great Wait, season Wait hold on
1: but are you talking about who you could if you could put anybody on the team because Yeah
2: put the whole team on the US team
1: because most great American players don't show up, which is why America has never done well in the World Cup. Not Bowl most. Classic. No,
2: most most do show up. Anybody who has like a minor no. injury doesn't show up. But at last.
1: No, no, no. They no, get better no. no, than fi- If you took the top 50 American players in the previous World Cups, yeah. at most 10 of those 50 were on the team. And then there was much really. of like, like. It was look at, at, at the roster. It was 50-50. The pitchers sometimes don't go. The no. guys Yeah. It was, time, it, was, it, was, it,
2: was, it was less than 50-50. It was less than 50-50. It was like 50-50. Rollins and Wright and, you know, Jeters played. It was a lot of veterans.
1: That, anyway, but
2: can you just yes. answer my question instead of nitpicking something you didn't even know the name of the freeing tournament the world baseball classic that's what it's called you said the you called it the world cup a second ago
1: no i said world baseball classic you're not listening
2: um <laughs> well okay I, i'm not listening there isn't tape of this that's going to clearly show you having said that 30 seconds ago uh,
1: you're exactly you're right gonna there is tape and t- i'm not i'm not doing any editing this week except for that one thing no your put came
2: it in. up right put it up put it up right, right. now replay can you can you play the podcast on the podcast no, I can't play the Two minutes ago, you podcast. said the world's World Cup. Freaking. Okay. Like, we will okay. listen uh, and we'll find out. Trout. Okay. All right. H- Trout Harper. Who's your who, what's your what's your you know n- the pitchers don't come, but what, and obviously, you know, if you get any pitchers, you get Clayton Kershaw and uh, you know, you get I mean, the I guess know, Mookie no Betts how
1: young how young are we going? We put Mookie Betts in the outfield?
2: Young? What I mean, it's not like there's no age minimum. What does that mean?
1: You could take anyone you want. I'm asking you know, as manager, who do you want? Well, okay, I'm fine. asking All you right, who the best player is. Okay, it so doesn't matter I'll who say, I want. I'll say Trout, Harper, Mookie Betts in the outfield. In the infield, we put okay. Chris Bryant, Josh Donaldson. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brian Dozier. Uh, you know, won't stop hitting homers for the Viking. Uh, for the Twins, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, yeah. and then well, who, where are you playing Donaldson
2: at first or at third? I guess you're putting Brian at third and
1: Donaldson at first, or or whatever. It doesn't matter. There's enough good first basemen. It doesn't really matter. Okay. Shortstop, I guess. Well, there really aren't that many like
2: great American first basemen. Yeah, Seager probably at shortstop. All right. Uh, I mean, I think Linder. Linder. What's Linder? Puerto Rican. I'm not sure what country Linder's from, but Seager's better than Linder right now.
1: Yeah. So, anyways, again, of the nine players we just mentioned, at and most, who's five, the they would play. Can I put Joe Mauer on for old times' sake? <laughs> he doesn't even catch. I mean, him. <laughs> if, if, he. I don't even know if he'd make Team Israel, Joe Mauer. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, then it's, it's obviously Buster Posey, right? I mean, if we're putting the best yeah, players on, yeah, Posey,
2: sure. I yeah, guess. he. Um, Linder is Puerto Rican. Um, yeah. The, yes, that's a pretty good team that, I that's, you know, they, they never win. They've never even made the final, but that's, that's not, yeah, because
1: they, because, because half the players don't show up. Half of those guys won't be there. No, they still,
2: you know, know, their, their team last time was still like Mm all-star level major leaguers. Like it was Rollins when he was still good. Bren Phillips, I think right when he was good, like it was a really (sighs) good team. It was, you know, it wasn't if they take like, you know, okay, let's talk
1: about the, let's talk about the pitchers for a second. There is no chance that Clayton Kershaw and Madison Bumgarner are both showing up and Chris Sale. Right, you know, in, and in any of your Mets, you want Met, to if, I, I would,
2: I would, I would hope the Mets don't let anybody near the World Baseball Classic this year.
1: Yeah, the team gets hurt on its own. Yeah, Corey Kluber, whatever, Max Scherzer, these guys aren't showing up. Right, uh, Strasburg. Yeah, because you know why? Nobody cares about the World Baseball Classic, which raises the question: Why we've been discussing it in the last ten minutes of a football podcast? I have no, I
2: have no idea. It'll be like R. A. Dickey and like, uh, you know, pray for rain.
1: Right, what if they just uh, threw
2: R.A. Dickey every game? That would be interesting.
1: Well, he doesn't need rest, right? He's throwing knuckleballs. Yeah, he doesn't need rest. All right, can go let's and stop this days podcast rest. now because uh, people don't want it to go over an hour, and it's going over an hour because we're yeah, people don't even like when we talk about baseball. real baseball,
2: not not like pretend baseball. That's not happening for six months from now. No well, before on we talked
1: about, about the American team, which at least is major leaguers. At least first we spent five minutes talking about the Israeli team, which is all minor leaguers. So that's good. <laughs> right.
2: Well, also you talked about like your holiday watching schedule, so. Either everyone knew it or knew that fact already or and didn't, didn't care, even understand or, what you're saying. And didn't care. Literally has yeah. no idea what you're saying and thinks you're a lunatic now.
1: All right. Okay. So uh, let me sign off. Uh, yep. Sniff. Sniff.